Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Ladies, welcome back to the podcast. I um, hope that you enjoyed Janelle Martin's series on the the gift of prophecy and and the basics of, of prophetic as much as I did. I heard really great feedback uh, from many others, and I am blessed to have my friend and sister Janelle here with me again today as we close out this series. Janelle, say hello so they know you're there. Hello. <laughs> Sometimes Welcome. It takes me a minute to get introductions out, but she's really sitting across from me. Yes. And we I'm had glad to be here. We had about five follow-up questions that we just wanted to bring um, both as an equal measure of closure and equal measure of catalyst to move beyond this uh, series of of the gift of prophecy, and I told Janelle at the onset, my heart was to begin with the gospel in this conversation, and and Janelle mentioned it throughout her episodes um, that the foundation is knowing Christ, and so no matter where you land in your opinion or interpretation of Scripture concerning spiritual gifts and the gift of prophecy, those are not what save you. In in short. The gospel of the kingdom is that we were sinners separated from God's presence because of sin that originated in the garden. And and God, in His goodness, began a ministry from that time forward to bring about a people of redemption and a Savior that would ultimately come through Christ to bring a sinful people back into His presence into peace, and into relationship with Him. When Jesus lived His life on earth, He bore our sins, and He bore the punishment and the penalty of of sin and death so that we might be adopted in as children of God, that we might receive gifts as an inheritance of heaven toward us. And that is the foundation of salvation. The, Paul says that, um, that a foundation um, was built through apostles and prophets. This, this gift of prophecy began in the ministry of God toward us in bringing us into his redemptive plan. So it's appropriate that Janelle and I are actually recording this in the Advent season because Advent, of course, points to a time of waiting. And there was a time of waiting for Christ to come as the infant in his ministry, and prophecy served a role pointing to that time. You'll probably more often than not, wouldn't you think, Janelle, this time of year, you hear Old Testament prophecies quoted on Christmas cards um, pointing um, and reminding us now in retrospect that that Jesus Christ was coming. And so mm-hmm. there was that there was that role of prophecy at that time that poured it, pointed us towards salvation in the arriving Christ. Mm-hmm. And so now we're on the other side of that, where everyone who has been saved, this is the gospel, we have the opportunity to be, to be saved in Christ and reconciled with God. There is now 
um, the measure of the Spirit of God inside of each of us, and there's a gift of prophecy in operation that continues to point us toward salvation, that sozo salvation, that wholeness in Christ that has been provided, and it's an operation today. And so it's it's calling out the salvation and the wholeness of Christ in people, um, both in in everyday life and in the second coming of Christ, when He will physically rule and reign in His kingdom, and as He now spiritually does, ruling and reigning in the hearts and in the minds of His people. So just all of that to say, prophecy is not salvation, no. but prophecy is a servant and in a minister of of salvation once we have have received that in Christ. So anything you want to add on to that before we we get into the details. Just as you were talking about that part, I'm I'm like if we really think about it, Jesus's life was prophetic. Yeah. Cuz he said, I only say what I hear my father say and I I do what my father's done. And so he um cuz he was pointing them to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what prophecy should do. Absolutely. Whether that is to the person Jesus Christ that leads to salvation or that is um, God's intention. Mm-hmm. You know, a um, prophecy often confirms. And mm-hmm. so God's leading and guiding and, and the Lord will use uh, prophecy to to sure up someone that is teetering of, well, is this what God wants me to do? Or is that, you know, we, we never tell people you know, who to marry or, or those kind of things. But often we bring, prophecy will bring in a word and you're like, oh, I heard that in my quiet time with the Lord. Yes. And so you know, okay, what I heard in the quiet time with the Lord was the Lord and not my own desire. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. So so hopping into this and just a note, there are multiple spiritual gifts. You find out a lot about them um, in in First Corinthians, but they're mentioned throughout the New Testament um, in practice and in, in passage. And so we've spent a lot of time in 1 Corinthians 12 through 14 in this particular series. Um, so, um, Janelle, I'm going to open with um, with the first question, and I feel like this will set up kind of an umbrella for us. And this is, again, clarifying about the fivefold ministry, which is in Ephesians, I believe, chapter 4, of which it names the role of a prophet versus the gift of prophecy that's mentioned in Corinthians and Romans. How would someone know if they are um, gifted prophetically or if they are called to the role of of operating as a prophet? Okay. So um, the best way to say that is, if you'll think about this in the Word, I'm going to back up with an example, then I'll get specifically into prophecy. But the Lord says um, we're to go out, you know, and minister him to all people. And so that is something each one of us that are born again has been charged to do. Yeah. To to lead people to him. Okay. And so all of us can do that wherever we're at. And our life is the testament of that. Mm-hmm. So I'll parallel that. So So when it says that we're all to prophesy, Mm-hmm. That's where he's talking about to live a life of hearing me and speaking what I say yeah. or doing what I'm prodding you to do. Yes. Um, just like today, there was something that I delivered even to Paige, and it was, I felt it had nothing to do with anything spiritual, but it was something that was a blessing 
for her. And I took time and actually was late to getting here to make sure that got delivered. And it was awesome. And so that's just kind of that level. Okay, so where, where the word talks about all are called to prophesy. Then you have the gift of prophecy. It's just like people have bents. Some are bent to be a plumber. Some are bent to be uh, an elected official. Some are bent to be mm-hmm. pastors mm-hmm. because they were created that way as part of their purpose on this earth. Yeah. Okay. So the gift of prophecy is in that way. Mm-hmm. You may have someone that is very intelligent in understanding the word, and and I feel like they, they speak prophetically all the time because all prophecy is based on the word, sure. but they wouldn't call themselves having the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. And then you have some that have that word that they deliver um because they have that prodding mm-hmm. or whatever that is. I think we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, and they have a gift of prophecy that seems to be delivered to the right person at the right time mm-hmm. that is needed. Yeah. And it leads them back to the word or something uh, the Lord has told them in their quiet time. Mm-hmm. So that's the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily um, authoritative. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the gift of the prophet, the prophet, or the role of the prophet, or the role, yes. uh-huh, is one, it's like we have the pastor mm-hmm. at the church. Mm-hmm. So, like, I as a layman may lead someone to Christ, but he is the shepherd, the overseer of all those that are led to Christ, mm-hmm. whether that is someone that. Um, he leads on Sunday morning with mm-hmm. an altar call, or some of us lay people have led to the Lord during the week, and we bring them in, and they sit under his preaching, teaching, a pastoral gift. Mm-hmm. Okay, the prophet, the prophetic, which the the office of the prophet, typically they are known to to have a uh, they seem more broad. They have assignments to regions or to a certain set of, of people that they have um, a life, I feel like, a lifelong um, call to. And so the office of prophet is very few and far between. Um, and it says, uh, let me. It says here, even if anyone thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. And that's 1 Corinthians 14 is where you'll find that. So um, the office of a prophet is more of an assignment given from the Lord, not necessarily a learned gift like we can learn to to flow in prophetic but the prophet is an assignment from the lord yes so just to recap that visually if we have any visual folks on here janelle sort of broke it down into three tiers this commission um to uh to prophesy kind of in the same way that um we're all called to love yet also um, love is a gift in and of itself. So there's so again to come back to this picture of three, 
this call desire that we all prophesy. So, um, so this willingness to operate in the everyday hearing and sharing of the word of God in our in our lives, and then the gift of prophecy, which may be more frequent, more assignment uh, based, and then the role of prophet, which is more of a leadership role. Uh, I think probably a good metric for that is, uh, and you may I'm going to submit to Janelle this because she's the expert on this. If someone is teaching the prophetic and others and and uh, reproducing um, those who are able to operate that, uh, I think that probably would be a good indicator of someone operating in a higher calling of prophecy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would, would right. you agree because, with that? Because the prophecy cannot operate alone. And and God tells us in all things that we are to bringing the, be bringing those up under us. And so... Um, but I do believe that there are those that gleam from the prophet to operate in prophecy, that they themselves may not obtain to being a prophet. But yes, that is part of um, part of that mantle. Um, and I know not. I'm calling it a mantle. That's probably not the best terminology. It is um, a calling. It is um, a position. But it's only a position under the hand of the Lord yeah. to serve others. Yeah. And so um, another good way in that three-tier, you know, we can prophesy even within our own home. Mm-hmm. And then those that have the prophetic gift that are used within their local church. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes the prophet has um, a, a wider tent pegs. Mm-hmm. Those of you that are strong in the word, you know where it talks about expand your tent. Isaiah fifty four. Yeah. And so, uh, so that would be another good visual for yes. those that are thinking um, there's nothing yeah. that they put their pants on like everyone else. They just they just have an assignment in the yes. kingdom that causes um, causes them deep time in the word and with the Father. Um, that most prophets are seen less. Than you would think, yeah, because that they operate in that way, yeah, and and, and not um, not a spotlighted way. Yeah, I guess that's what I want to make sure because uh, it says in 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 times, and I think this is one reason why I feel so compelled to encourage and to get people learning about. It says that we would be led astray in yeah. these end times. Yeah, and so just because someone says they're a prophet, that doesn't make them a prophet. Yes. It's like everything else, judge the fruit. Yeah, by the word. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. does the Spirit of God inside of you bear witness? It's like lining up shoes yeah. that match both in look and size. Does it match? Yes. Does it match? Is there yes. someone around you that can also say, yep, yes. it match? It matches. Yeah. And does it lead to life? <laughs> and does it lead to life? Yeah. Does it point to salvation? Mm-hmm. Does it point to True the life. advent of Christ mm-hmm. in us in and His coming? Uh, okay. There's way more we can say about this, yes. but for our content, I think that yes, that's and as we'll always, if you have more questions, just yeah. message us on Facebook yeah. or Instagram or email us, and, and we'll we'll answer them. Okay, so this leads to a um, another question that someone had: this, when the Spirit of God speaks to you, um, whether through the Word or an inspired thought, how do you know that it's not just your thought versus something that is from the Lord? And again, um, I can point you to many scholars to teach, but I can share from my experience and from what I have gleaned 
is that when it's a word for someone else, it has like in second uh, Acts second chapter where it talks about the rushing of the mighty wind with the Holy Spirit, there is a push with that word that you can't just sit with the Lord in your prayer time at your um, devotion, in your journal, whatever your prayer time looks like. You can't just do that with that word. Mm-hmm. You're like, I've got to do something with this. Mm-hmm. It's like having um, something put in your hands and you're needing to open the door. You're needing to open the door. You can't open that door until you lay down what's in your hand and then you can go forward. Yeah. So that's the best natural example I can think of there. Uh, God's word always comes with peace. But this specific question was, how do you know if it's for someone else or for yourself? Or or a thought from you or yeah. the Lord and speaking the, to you. The, my, the pastor that married us, he, he kind of chuckled when I asked him that question. I remember asking that question sitting across from his desk. And he chuckled and he said, well, if it's good, it's God. And I've never seen God send you to hurt someone. Mm-hmm. So if it will not do them harm, if you're just starting out, especially if you think it's for someone close within your circle, mm-hmm. I say just step out, test it. And honestly, that that is ultimately the only way you can can know and learn the difference is you think, oh, I think this is for Paige. And so I step out and I share that with Paige. And she mm-hmm. goes, oh, that was nice. Then you go, hmm. You go back to the Lord and go, okay, Lord, was that for Paige? And and you're going to tell her later? Or was mm-hmm. that supposed to be just for me? For yeah. me, as soon as I give something, I I have that feeling of that's okay. Because mm-hmm. the peace of God rules every part. Yes, And that's the same for, for prophecy. So as long as there's peace, you keep going forward and releasing yeah. it. Yeah. But sometimes where I get tripped up in this is if it's something I'm excited about and I, I want that to be God's word for them. And so I I give it and I and that's where I hear the Holy Spirit say, Thank you very much, but you misrepresented. Like that's your desire, not mine. Yeah. Or I mean it's his desire, but you know, it wasn't what I've tried to do in our podcast is to get us to the point that when people see us coming and we say, I think I have a word for you, they posture, posture themselves to go, I know it's a word from the Lord because our fruit has yeah. bore, bore witness. But to not go, oh, okay, I've got to be polite, you know. Yeah. Because And so we just need to always fill our tank up with the Lord. And if our tank is full of the Lord and we get something, we think it's for someone else, we follow through with it until that peace of God leaves us, mm-hmm. and leaves um, us in a completion sort of. And that right. peace of God leads you to completion yes. of it, and not so like, leaves you like abandoned. Like no, 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 <laughs> not not to where you lose your peace, but yeah. to where you're just you know. Oh, it's like eating we stop a meal right here. Yeah, but yeah, you're like okay, this is where I need to stop. Yeah. Even though I still have food on my plate, I need to stop there. Yeah. So uh, when you have that word and you process it testing it for yourself in your quiet time you walk away from quiet time and it's still not done yeah then you go okay lord what do you want done with this now yes and there are times she'll say i need you to come back to me before bed tonight yeah or i need you he'll give you oftentimes you can even ask lord who is this for 
Mm-hmm. That would be a good point to interject here if I didn't put it in any of our podcasts. Just asking, hey, Lord, I hear this. I I believe this is from you. So who is it for? Mm-hmm. And how do you want it delivered? Yeah. And when do you want it delivered? Yeah. Because I've held words uh, for very long amounts of times, and I've, I've delivered words the instant I heard them. Yes. Or sometimes even I didn't know that it was going to be a word for someone. He just said, I need you to go. Such a, like I need you to go to the ministry house and be with Paige. Okay, I go to, and before I get here, he goes. And by the way, when you get there, you're going to say such and such. Yeah. And so that's a little bit different, but they all feel the same by the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, there is that peace of God leading you, but there's also that push. Yeah. Of the Holy Spirit saying, yeah. "I need a messenger." Yeah. In flesh and blood. To do what what isn't getting done by the yeah. spirit, yeah. Um, just because of people's uh, walks, people's battles at the time. Um, sometimes we just need help. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't take the place that that's the other problem is don't ever let someone put you to where you're taking the place of the Holy Spirit in their life. Yeah, that's right. Or the Word. But just a a supplement or a confirming mm-hmm. voice wrapped in flesh. Yes, I think that's a great point, and that's something because I am blessed to operate in life with a lot of people that are highly um, gifted in pro- in prophecy. There is a temptation to to turn to a person instead of to the Lord, and so I personally try to practice that discipline of Have I asked the Lord myself about ABC? What do I perceive the Lord to be saying in my word, in my life, in the circumstances around me? And then as you're saying, then that may be a situation where I'll go to a ministry team or church or to someone that's part of our team and say, I'm looking for a word of, of confirmation. I may not give them all the, the details, and I usually try to involve people not directly involved in any of the circumstances of what I may be praying for. But it's neat to see God's gift of prophecy come into operation. But I think that's really important that our first priority in the whole point of this entire series is to hear from the Lord for ourselves. Yes. Okay. So um, segue to the next question. Um, Someone said that they've listened to this um, and they, they did, I think, the online series with you as well. And there were some activations in seeking the Lord to get an encouraging word for someone else. And that didn't always happen for them. Should they feel discouraged? Are they doing something wrong? And they added the clarification, I hear the Lord for myself throughout my day, but I'm very busy otherwise, and I have a hard time to hear the Lord for someone else. And I want to encourage that person and any other person that stay activated and responsive and courageous to say yes to the voice of the Lord for yourself. Yes. And if he needs you to have a word for someone else, you'll get that. That's right. Because, um, you know, you won't believe how many times that you're prophesying, even within your own home, by being obedient to what the Lord has already said to mm-hmm. you. Because because um, when you're in family, there is that unit yeah. that you're also operating in. Um, even if you're the only one in the house, there, there is still um, God's plan for that. Mm-hmm. So don't, um, don't get bogged down in that. Don't for sure do not let condemnation come in. 
Mm-hmm. That is something that the enemy would love to have come. So I would speak to that person of number one, do not be condemned that you're not. Number two, do not put self-imposed pressure mm-hmm. um, yep. to perform. Yes. And that is a pivotal point, not just on this, but on anything. Anytime you feel pressure to perform, mm-hmm. I would say step back. Absolutely. Because that is when someone's flesh is trying to pull out of you a gift. Yeah. Because you will, if it is prophecy, you will you will hear it by the Spirit before you ever feel the need for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's okay if there is not a pulling out of you for the prophetic right now. And it may even be that you are listening to these podcasts or the online class and you're just gaining those nuggets for future use. Yeah. Just stay open to, Lord, I'm willing if you need me to be used. But if I'm not, I'm going to know that you are pleased with me and that you take great pleasure over me because I love you and I desire to, to serve you every day of my life. Yes. And so your service may look like something else. It may yeah. be um, administrative or something mm-hmm. that may be more your strength. And what you will find is whatever that other higher gifting is, oftentimes God will use prophetic or prophecy in making that gift richer and more on time. Yeah. Because hospitality uh, yeah, or yeah. mercy. Or, or, or I'm even... Um, administration. When I was in the classroom teaching, I didn't think about it being prophetic. I just thought the Holy Spirit was helping me teach. And in hindsight, I look back, and it was the gift of prophecy coming up for my plans for the teaching. Yeah. And so because, again, going back to the basic... You hear the Lord, and you do or say whatever it, the Holy Spirit is leading you. Yeah. That voice is leading you. And so right now, I just encourage you, be bold and courageous to do what He's telling you to do for you and for your family or for your business on that day, uh, and be okay with that. Yeah. That's the thing. If if those even that are called to be a prophet or to have the gift, if we would just be okay with who God created us to be, how he created us to be, um, that will be a witness to those around you. Because I think this specific person, too, has such a heart to bless people and to see them um, do better in life yes. and for the Lord. Um, a pure, uh, pure vessel of compassion. Yes. And just don't, we cannot let our compassion override the principles of the prophetic. Yeah. Because that's where we get in the way of the Holy Spirit. We get between that person or the situation and and going to our head. So just stay out of your head and stay in your heart, postured in yes. the Lord's lap. And I just I want to say, and as much as this too, we, we've said that the found, the priority of this is for you to be hearing from God. But really what's more true than that is the priority of this is for you to be in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. A hearing from the Lord comes out of that relationship and it's that abiding and that that resting in the Lord and then just allowing him to stir up and bring about what he wants and I feel like with whether it's an activation or or something um some sometimes obedience is not doing mm-hmm. anything it's it's being okay with that okay the Lord yeah. Lord didn't give me anything and that's been a challenge for 
uh, you know, we've done things in Uganda this year, and the Lord gave some very specific prayer guidelines about Uganda. And then there was all this other um, physical need. And then there was never a word from the Lord on what we could do in those cases. And I don't think it's because I wasn't hearing from the Lord or our team wasn't hearing. It's just that he had spoken about what he had spoken about for our role in our season. And be okay just in that role. And be okay just in that role. And so, um, and I just want to encourage too, like as I think about the very definitive words that the Lord has given me, either for me or for someone else, I'm almost always on my pillow, like resting in in the middle of the night or the early hours. And it is literally in that place of rest where there is zero. Yeah, my flesh is tight. My flesh is sleepy. <laughs> but it's like my, as I've renewed my mind through the spirit, through the word of God in the day, it's in that stillness that then he speaks. There's no push or, or pressure. <laughs> yeah. If, it depends on if my kids are with me. Okay? <laughs> I mean, the Lord can speak yeah. through kids, yeah. but. But yes, so, okay, I'm going to ask. I just want to say that, uh, just of that. So just even uh, make note of what you do when you wake up in the middle of the night for whatever reason. If if you just hear a word or a person's name, just make a note of that, whether that is in a written journal or just uh, ever how you can do that within your house and not wake others up. Um, And just go back to the Lord then the next day and go, Lord, I thought about this through the night. Was that your thought or my thought? And do you want me to do something with that? Because mm-hmm. um, as we go, yeah. we, we will seek him and we will find him. Yep. And, and that's his promise is that if yes. we seek him. And so that's just seek, 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 but seek him first for relationship. And it's out of those relationships, the overflow will happen. Yes. And it, your, your prophetic his use of your prophetic may look different than someone else's. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Yep. As long as it abides in, did it edify, you know, did it exhort, you know. Yes. Absolutely. And are you confirming and not leading? A yes. prophetic word will never be in front leading. Yeah. It will uh, will always be a confirming. Okay. Um, two more questions, and then we're going to round this out. And I, I grew up in a conservative background and usually my dad was the, the leadership in, in those churches and, and my parents both, and my mom now serves on the, this team and, and my parents both now, though they are divorced, they both operate in the fullness of all the gifts, though that wasn't in our church culture growing up and they weren't opposed to it. It just wasn't something we'd been exposed to or been around. So all of that to say, in retrospect, there were many years that I have, and I've indicated before, I was never around anyone who operated in what they called the prophetic or other gifts um, that that might fall into a category less seen in some churches. So if someone is listening to this and they know that they are gifted in prophecy, that they hear from the Lord, but that is not an open avenue at their church, how do they honor the leadership of their pastor Um and be obedient to to the Lord because um, that is a call to keep that that unity and that bond of peace. And we do honor the Lord's authority. So I really want you to speak to that if someone's in a place of worship where that's not a welcomed gift. And so it's just like um, we we never want to go in and breed dissension. And so and the prophetic will not 
do that when it is uh, submitted to the Lord. So what you do is take notes, take careful notes of what you're hearing. And, and I would first ask for you to not assume you know where your pastor's heart is. Absolutely. Because I was a good given word. a story of a lady that she was starting to be stirred in the prophetic, and she went to the pastor, and because of that denomination's set boundaries, mm-hmm. even though he believed in the prophetic, it was not openly practiced because of that denomination. Mm-hmm. And so um, that would even be a great reference point to go to your pastor and just have that heartfelt, take your scriptures as showing where you see in the word that prophecy is from God. Mm-hmm. And like I said, take your notes of where you you heard this word from the Lord and this is what happened. And, and to... To show him some fruit is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Not that you're uh, vindicating yourself, but you're just saying, this is why I think this. It's not just my, oh, I want the prophet. mm-hmm. prophetic. It's like the Lord, Holy Spirit is showing you you're prophetic and I need to use you this way. Mm-hmm. And ask him how how he would like you to proceed within the congregation. That you mm-hmm. understand it wouldn't be to where you would come forward and give a prophetic word with a mic or, or expect to be given permission to give the word. But you're like, I, I'm in fellowship here. This is my church. And I want to operate in this gift for his blessing mm-hmm. to, to use that within the conjugate. Yeah. And then you submit to what he says. Yeah. If his yay is yay, then, you know, yay for that. If, if he, he says no, Mm-hmm. If he then then you you take that hard conversation to the Lord and say, Okay, Lord, you've you've led me to this congregation, you've given me this gift, my oversight is saying it's not allowed here. And it may be that God wants you to just sit there and be for a season a testament of submission. Mm-hmm. And that he uses that gift of prophecy at Walmart, at your work of in your yeah, place of yeah. uh, work or within your family, in other places mm-hmm. that are not under that authority. Mm-hmm. And at time, if that stays the course and there is no breakthrough, there may be a time when the Lord says it's time for you to go mm-hmm. somewhere else Yeah, and fellowship. Um, and just I just caution you, if that's be the case, you go back to that headship and you just say, look, this has reached a point that I feel like I'm being disobedient to the Lord to be obedient to you. It's not from ear will or, you know, a child saying, I haven't gotten my way, but I just want to peacefully be released yeah. to go to go on. Um, that would not be the, the course. Um, what I want to share now, um, maybe even I would like to interject here that when you and I first came together, mm-hmm. you were new um, with the Holy Spirit, and you asked me to come in for prayer and for biblical accountability. And I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, I I don't think they're where you and I are at. And and this isn't necessarily a mean, church. What she means is operating. Uninhibited. Uninhibited in all the gifts. Yeah. All the variety of gifts. Yes. I but the Lord had already, years before that, 
asked me, he had highlighted Paige when we were in fellowship together. He said, she is to be uh, one of your daughters. And that's another story for another time. But, but I knew she, I had an assignment attached to mm-hmm. Paige. So even though um, when she asked, I knew I thought, Lord, this, you're, this is um, like, like this is talking about. Th- this isn't a place that I can freely operate in flourishing. Mm-hmm. I can be used prophetically, mm-hmm. but I can't say this is a prophetic word. Right. You just do it mm-hmm. by life. And so I knew coming into covenant that it would be uh, a journey. Mm-hmm. And so I don't remember exactly. I think we're about at year three or whatever that may be. That was the end but, of 2017 when we yeah, started. So, so, so yeah. four. Yeah. And um, so I have enjoyed getting to be in that place that we're describing mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. of that. Uh, it's not openly practiced. But God showed me, he said, Janelle, just say yes, because I need you to walk this out mm-hmm. before them. Mm-hmm. And that has been the testimony of many, even on our board, is they've just seen me doing life, mm-hmm. doing prophetic um, as in a natural yeah. natural life, in a natural yes. way, not necessarily um, the way that is shown on TV and things yes. like that. And so just, I mean, even to take take all of that as well, I just want to come back to the heart of the question about authority in, in your church. Janelle is saying that there is a way to serve in your gifting without being disruptive yeah. because the gift of prophecy in edification really is about bringing about maturity mm-hmm. and unity. It li- mm-hmm. literally is about bringing maturity, and Ephesians describes that. And so uh, we just want you to hear as a ministry our heart for you to yes. honor the leadership yeah. in your church, honor Honor the word of the Lord in your life, but while you put yourself under one uh, of his shepherds, like that is your authority right now. So um, I just really want to 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 make sure that is because known and that is clear. What I alluded to and why I brought that up is because as you gained mm-hmm. knowledge and revelation yep. and operated more fully, um, you can see where we're at now. Is right. that that we're actually our heart is to edify exhort and empower all of you all listening mm-hmm. to to operating in what God has called you to in the flourishing. Yes. As much prophecy as, as he needs to flow through you. And four years ago, this would not have been the Absolutely. setting. Absolutely. Um, but I believe I can go back and say, but it was much prayer. Mm-hmm. In casual conversation, mm-hmm. and um, and we're opening the word together, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and that um, she became a you became aware mm-hmm. of, and I think a lot of times I would just say things like, "Why well, have you thought about?" and and in casual conversation. So if you're in that setting, even, and I encourage you not to go to the pastor of like this is in the word, and you better step up. That's not submitting. Humility. Yes. In humility. Yes. But also in servant. That's where that's where I was leading at. Is I came into a relationship um with Paige. Entourage wasn't a thing yet, of serving. And so the prophetic is always serving, as in any gift. It is to be served um in a servant's heart, in a serving way to those that we are under 
mm-hmm. and co-laboring with. That was the heart of what I was yeah. trying to oh, convey. No, that, is, that, and that was great. That was great. Thank you. Okay, yes. I'll, you close us out. Okay, I just had a few nuggets that I don't think I shared uh, before. And I, again, I felt like the Holy Spirit prodded me to bring them today. Um, as we close out, I want you to know there is great provision, just like being filled with the Holy Spirit, um, that God has set up for you. You can obtain the prize set before you. You can experience your destiny. And if your destiny is just simply um, hearing for yourself and for your family, then that is great. If your destiny is to be a prophet, to sit in that office, then that is awesome. But our desire is for you to feel at the end of the day when you lay your head down that, God, you have brought me provision and I am striving to see your kingdom come and your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. And in that, we will experience his destiny. And my last sisterly um, part of this, um, I found these old notes in my Bible. And it says, what will keep you from progression? Number one, the fear of the unknown. So, again, if it is word-based and you just haven't known about this before, some of you, even maybe when you saw the title, you were like, I don't know about that. Fear is something the enemy tries to bring in to keep us from what God has. And we know the antidote to any um, fear, true fear, is the perfect love of God that casts out fear. So I pray for you today that you would be saturated in the love of God, the revelation of his love for you, and experience the wisdom that comes from love that sets you free from fear. Secondly, we are accustomed to where we are. I love that one of the questions is, what if you're um, in a church that doesn't practice prophecy? You know, um, maybe you will have to change locations, but maybe that pastor has been praying for that gift to come forth and you're the agent to change about uh, what has been the custom where you're at. Don't force it, just walk in it. But again, I encourage you not to become so accustomed or comfortable where you're at that you won't allow God and the Holy Spirit to lead you to where he wants you to be. Thirdly, we fear failure. And again, there's that word fear, so we've already talked about that. But I like to think of the times that I've messed up prophetically that they are not a ravine that we fall off in and we can't get back out of. They're merely a speed bump. So what do we do with our car when we come to a speed bump? We slow down and then we accelerate. And so I want you, if you have um, that fear of failure, to just submit that to the Lord and to say, Lord, you, the word tells us God has set us up for success. He, he desires, his plans are good uh, to prosper us and get to give us a life. And so um, God's plan is not for you to fail. So that uh, fear of failure is not from the Lord. 
But when you feel like you've messed up or you failed, just treat it like a speed bump and go to the Father to ask Him to push you forward and away from that situation or that that feel, feeling of failure so you can go forward and not look back. Glean what you need and go forward. And lastly, um, many have said that they want the good old days back. They want it the way it is. Right now, we're doing this. Um, we're well into the COVID scenario, and many are saying life will never go back to the way it was. And and the first time I heard that, I was like, oh. but you know what? Life in the kingdom is always progressing forward. And so we must never, we, we can appreciate the days and the experiences in the past that have brought us where we're at, but we cannot long for and be tied or anchor our life to that because it will hinder us from the progression that God wants us to enjoy in the days ahead. So just keep forward momentum, keep, allow the Holy Spirit to give you forward vision and appreciate and honor the past, but don't live there and don't long to go back. And so, Father, we just want to close out this podcast in prayer. And we just thank you, Father God, that, Holy Spirit, you are the teacher that will complete what we have talked about. Bring to their remembrance the scriptures. Take them in the word to the scriptures that you need them to see, to gleam. And I thank you most of all, Lord, that you bring them community. Bring around each woman, each man that's listening to this, a community of faith-filled, saved, spirit-filled, prophetic, so that together we can all go forward in our desire to see your kingdom come and your will be done on this earth. And you have chosen to partner with us, and we thank you for that. I thank you for partnering with these women as you have led us in in the times that we've been together. I know that we cannot even look back to that first podcast. Help us to go forward and growing in you. And as we grow in you, may those around us see your goodness. And we want you to be honored and you to be glorified, Lord, above all else. We thank you for the time together. May you bless them and keep them all the days of their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 